but it takes that very intentional carving out of time to be with God, to have devotional time, and to have time with your wife and to have time with your kids. And it's not easy. And yet when God does call us to do things, he provides for it. And so he has a way of getting us through that and providing time for things and, um, you know, working it out. But a, a lot of it is is trying our best to trust God and because we, we don't know exactly what the next weeks and months or even the next days exactly what they'll look like. But I think carving out that time to keep priorities priorities is just hugely important and it takes an intentionality to do that. Welcome everyone to our 63rd podcast, Renew Your Mind. With us today, we have Senior Pastor Paul Gruenberg and we have Director of Family and Youth, Jeremy Tarou, and we have myself, Dana Hall, as the moderator. And these series of podcasts, we're getting to know Jeremy a little bit more. And at the end of our last podcast, we ended it we were just about to hear Jeremy's call to ministry, and I'm going to ask Pastor Paul to kick us off with that with a couple questions. So if you want to get to know Jeremy's call story, a part of it at least, you can go back to our September 12th uh, video uh, live stream of our service on the, on Jeremy's call story as we... Let me just start that over, Dan. And we can link that. All right. Oh, that'd be great. There'll yeah. be a link to that. Okay. Okay. So she's just asked the question. So one of the aspects of Jeremy's call story is that we did record it already, and you can find that in the link below for our September 12th service. Uh, Jeremy spoke in terms of his call story. And in that call story, you shared with us some of the impressions that you got, uh, how over time God was leading you to become or get involved more than uh, what you had been involved in. And as you had shared, you got involved in the children's ministry oh, about five years ago. And, you know, as I came in to the ministry here in Gaylord first, you were one of the people that I noted was involved in the children's ministry. And take us, well, take us a little bit further, uh, just real quickly, um, the impressions you received, uh, that progression toward the call to ministry. Sure. Yeah. So as you know, as you said, working in children's ministry in our church for the last five or six years and Looking back, I can I can see God planting some seeds there for deeper ministry that maybe I didn't realize at the exact time. Mm-hmm. But there there was you know a lot of joy in doing that that work, and I felt like I was responding to something God called me to do, um, and something that's very important to Him. And but it was uh, around March of 2020, actually right around the time that COVID really scaled up for the first time and shutdowns mm-hmm. be, began that, you know, in, in, in the, the moments we had there, I think for more time with God, deeper reflection. I like how you said it. Some of the distractions were removed because yeah, of the pandemic. Busyness, um, 
Absolutely. We all experienced that with so many things being shut down. The, no- the normal busyness and, and routine of life changed very much. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we decrease busyness and things of that nature, we can start hearing the voice of God more in the quiet places. And so there was a lot of prayer, but really I would describe it as the spirit of God impressing upon me desires to be involved deeper in church ministry. And I I think they began taking the form of pastoral type Mm -hmm. desires of the Methodist church would describe it as a pastor being called to word, sacrament, order, and service. Mm -hmm. And so I I began having desires to teach and share the word of God at a deeper level, Mm -hmm. you know, to help people experience Christ through the sacraments, to, Mm -hmm. of course, to serve and to, and to explore those things. And that's when I was able to go to Pastor Dan Bowman, who who had not transitioned yet and mm-hmm. spent some time with him. And he really helped me a lot to discern the call and to learn more about what a calling to ministry looks like and the process in the Methodist church. Mm-hmm. And so then begin several more months of Amy and I talking and praying, asking for clarity, asking for direction and confirmation. Mm-hmm that we were hearing from God and mm-hmm. taking the, the necessary steps. And then I was able to meet with Pastor Paul and ex- discuss it in further detail, get a little bit more into the pathways of ministry involved. Right. And so one, to be an ordained elder in the Methodist church, uh, there's the seminary pathway. And I just haven't felt called to that. I haven't felt like that's, that's a pathway for me but the Methodist church also offers a licensed local pastor pathway. Mm-hmm. And that did seem like, does seem like a fit for my family and I. And so what that involves is there's a candidacy summit that'll take place in January, which helps mm-hmm. you to further explore and, and affirm your calling to ministry. Mm-hmm. And there's a license to preach school that I believe is about 80 hours of contact time that really goes through the mechanics of pastoral ministry in the Methodist church. And after being licensed, which allows you to perform pastoral duties in your local church. Sacramental. Yep. Mm -hmm. Sacramental authority within your local setting. Right. Uh, after becoming licensed, there is a course of study for your ongoing education as you continue forward. And that course of study is uh, a series of classes that Jeremy will have to take over, uh, I think the the length of time is you have up to eight years to complete a five-year course of study. So if uh, there were some things that needed to be placed on hold. He'd have three years extra to, to take it. But knowing Jeremy, uh, the little bit that I do, uh, I don't see that happening. I see Jeremy getting it done in three years, <laughs> which he can't. He's got to take up to five years. <laughs> but essentially, he will be having classwork. And there are two different pathways for that. He can take a course a quarter and then go down for a long weekend, and he'll be given assignments and reading to do for that class, and then he'll have a three-day, three- or four-day intensive uh, that he'll have to go to 
And then that will happen three or four times a year. Or you can take three or four classes and then have, I think it's a two-week intensive at usually at a seminary where he, along with all of those who are going through the local pastorate, will gather for two weeks of intensive study. But then he will be given assignments and reading to be doing to be done by the time he gets to his next course of study. So uh, we'll have to continue to pray for him. Yes. <laughs> um, because Jeremy's got a lot that he has to accomplish in a period of time through the, the course of study he's going to be doing as a local pastor. So we're excited for Jeremy, knowing that there's a lot of uh, work for him to do in the course of study so that he can become ordained or become a licensed local pastor. So keep him in your prayers. Dana, you, you asked an interesting question earlier off mic. Yeah, I was curious, uh, Jeremy, how I can tell you, you are a very prayerful, purposeful person. And I was just curious how you make sure that you work the, I'll call it mechanics into your life a lot of us, like myself included, allow our lives to get very, very busy mm. with the busyness mm. and, um, you know, find it tough to hear, tougher to hear what God is speaking to us about. And I was just curious how you do that because I can tell you are uh, very methodical and I don't know, how do you do that? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And, you know, the busy, the busy life, it, it's certainly not, not always easy. Mm-hmm. And I... I don't have a perfect answer for it. And moving forward, I don't know exactly how everything's going to fold out either. Sure. But I think it's, you know, we have to keep the priorities, the priorities, and we mm-hmm. have to carve out time for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've heard it said that if you don't get the top button in the top hole, everything else below it is out of place. Mm-hmm. And so you have to keep the top button in the right hole, yeah, which is God and our relationship with God and then our family. Yeah. But it takes that very intentional carving out of time mm-hmm. to be with God, to have devotional time, mm-hmm. and to have time with your wife and to have time with your kids. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. And yet when God does call us to do things, he provides for it. Mm-hmm. And so he has a way of getting us through that mm-hmm. and providing time for things. And... um you know, working it out, but a, a lot of it is is trying our best to trust God, and because we we don't know exactly what the next weeks and months or even the next days exactly what they'll look like. Yeah. But I think carving out that time to keep priorities priorities is just yeah. hugely important, and it takes an intentionality to do that. Yeah. Not always easy. Okay, that's good. And then one other question: mm-hmm. When you heard that call to ministry, was it was it a like oh wow, you know? I have a call or was it a little, a little peaks at a time? Yeah, that's a great question. It was, it happened such that as I began sensing the call more and more, looking backward, mm-hmm. I began seeing the seeds planted mm-hmm. that I didn't realize. Okay. But it, yeah, it was progressive. I think it was, it was um, 
you know, prayer and connecting with God adds to it and clarifies it. And mm-hmm. but yeah, it's certainly not something if you would have asked me, you know, five or seven or ten years ago, if that was in my vision or plan, I would have said, No, I don't think so. What, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking, talking about? about? So. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I it wasn't even on my radar at that yeah. time. So I think it's that's just, a really important thing for myself and our listeners to ponder about because mm-hmm. it's those little glimpses of, huh, you know, when I hear you say the things that you've just talked to us about, I think, oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. You know, you have to allow yourself to listen mm-hmm. and and it's tough. <laughs> yeah, well, it's well, not it easy with a busy life because mm-hmm. there's always that pull of, but I've got these other four things I need to get done. Mm-hmm. And I experience that it's not easy, but we yeah. we have to, I think sometimes, trust that if we give our time to God and we set aside that time with God, he will give us the time to do the other things mm-hmm. in turn. Yeah, for me, I remember those days when God was kind of knocking. It was, it's the difference between we're, well, let me say it this way. We're all called to ministry. Mm-hmm. Right. We're all called to some form of ministry. Uh, and it's a matter of discerning uh, what that ministry is going to look like. Jeremy's call to ministry early on was uh, to children uh, five years ago. Dana, you and I have talked, and mm-hmm. your call to ministry really is around communications. And you're very organized, and you keep uh, us to task on a number of different things mm-hmm. that are important. And that's something that you have a, a passion for. That's something you do well. Uh, that's something that glorifies God. And so a lot of people have a call to ministry that they need to just slow down and say, God, what is that ministry? And when Jeremy shared his call story on September 12th, we had a connection card where we asked, well, what's your passion? Often your call to ministry is going to be something that ties into what you're passionate about already. Mm -hmm. If you love children, if you love youth, if you love families, if you love, you know, whatever that is, uh, making sure people feel welcomed at church when they come in for the first time. Uh, You know, those kinds of passions that we have, are an indicator of where God may use us. Yeah. I also, this is what popped into my head is, I know, Jeremy, you said your ministry is, you're very passionate about children and families, but I also think it's just about young adults because those young adults will become, they're looking for a family or they Mm -hmm. will create families in the future. And that's where I think we struggle with, with these young adults, we don't know what they want and what they're seeking. So I, I just think that's going to take us straight down that path. And mm. I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. And that's young adults. And that Jeremy mentioned he had gone to some evangelical churches down in Louisville. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we want to remain is evangelical in our approach, knowing that Uh, There will be some young adults that come through the church and get to a point where, so what's my next step Mm -hmm. as far as uh, receiving ministry other than on a Sunday morning? So like a young adult group, 
that would meet on a regular basis to encourage each other mm -hmm. to grow in their faith with God. But we also want to reach out to those young adults mm -hmm. that have a yearning spiritually, but just don't know what that is yet. Mm -hmm. And how can we help provide a space for them so that they can find or develop that relationship with God. Uh, as Jeremy's talked about, it's, it's through that regular kind of time with God mm -hmm. where we allow God to speak to us and we're not into the busyness of our day yet. Mm -hmm. That is so important. So if we can help create that, that avenue for all people, I mean, God does a lot of the work if we give <laughs> God the space yeah. and time to do that work. Mm -hmm. And and that's the way it worked for me. That's the way it's worked for Jeremy. That's the way it works for Dana. Mm -hmm. That's the way it works for all of us. Um, oftentimes, it's just a slow revelation over time. Uh, yeah, we just have to keep that in mind. So We do. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, is there anything else you want to share with us about any other ministries or passions or spiritual gifts or anything that just pops into your head? Well, I'm, I'm just grateful to see what, what God wants to do with our church family. Yeah. I think it's, you know, the, there are exciting times ahead. And if we yield to his Holy Spirit and, you know, follow his lead, I, I believe he has great plans for our church family to be a lot of light and love and truth to the community around us. Mm -hmm. So I'm just Great. excited to be a part of that. Well, thank you, Jeremy, for your time and your insight and Pastor Paul uh, for all your questions and things that we've just listened to. If, uh, if you want to join us at the First United Methodist Church, we're located at 215 South Center Street in Gaylord, Michigan. We have a traditional service at 9 a.m., and a contemporary at 10.45 a.m. And if you can't make it in person, you can watch us on Facebook Live, and you can also YouTube, and you can contact us on the phone at 989-732-5380 or our website, just search for First United Methodist Church. We have just tons of information and all different ways to sign up for different things. Thanks everyone for joining us.